Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Two MTSU professors have co-authored a study with a colleague from the University of Texas at Arlington on the impact Twitter has on the stock market. Dr. Sarah Shirley and Jeff Stark, both assistant professors of economics and finance, are here to discuss their examination of more than 21 million company-specific tweets over the five-year period from 2011 to 2015. To the best of their knowledge, the study is the first ever to document the impact of social media attention on trading activity. We'll talk about it with them after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. MTSU will host an information session for anyone interested in its newly developing Physician Assistant Studies program at 4 p.m. Friday, September 10th in room 1006 of the Science Building on campus. The Tennessee Higher Education Commission has given final approval to the program, clearing the way for the university to pursue program accreditation approval later this year. With a proposed implementation date of May next year, the Master of Science program through the College of Graduate Studies will help provide professionals for a high-demand field that has only grown in urgency with the COVID-19 pandemic. Applications are currently being accepted in the Centralized Application Service for Physician Assistants, or CASPA. Physician assistants are licensed to diagnose and treat illness and disease, prescribe medication, and perform procedures. And student workers in the James E. Walker Library now have an opportunity for additional financial aid. The Library's Administration Committee will determine later this semester which library student worker will receive a $250 stipend from a newly created fund. The new scholarship is the brainchild of Walker Library Dean Kathleen Schmand, who created a similar fund when she worked at Northern Arizona University. Each applicant must complete a short essay, which will be evaluated by the administration committee. Financial need, as determined by the university, is a requirement. Each scholarship is for one academic semester. If a recipient fails to maintain at least a 2.8 GPA, they will forfeit any unpaid balance of the award. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Sarah, Jeff, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having us. Of course, yeah, thank you so much. We're excited to be here. I read the entire study. Uh, of course, I skipped most of the quantitative analysis because I haven't had any quantitative analysis classes. But uh, first of all, let me start out by saying, how did you obtain access to the tweets and to the data that you needed? Yeah, so we actually reached out to a third party a number of years back who uh, we're selling access to Twitter data for hedge funds and mutual funds and, you know, large investment companies. And as an academic study, they were willing to give us a very, you know, reasonable price. And so through that third party at the time, I believe it was called Psych Signal, and they were kind enough to help us out. And what was your methodology in assessing the tweets and determining their impact on the trading? Yeah, sure. So um, obviously it's a lot of tweets. So um, we in this study looked more at the number of tweets. So other um, studies have looked at like the text and gone through the text and seen like, are people more positive or more negative? So we didn't care as much about the content 
those in the tweets. Um, so our main focus was looking at how many tweets about certain companies were taking place each day. And then another important thing about the tweets that we were looking at is they had something called a cash tag. And so that's gonna be where you have a dollar sign and then the ticker of a company. And so that helps you differentiate that the tweet is about a certain company. So that was important too, where we could identify what's being uh, talked about, about a specific company. How could you differentiate the impact of the tweets from the other factors that might affect trading? Yeah, so we were able to do that thanks to uh, a comment by a referee of the paper who suggested that we look at uh, Twitter outages. So before that, we had been doing some things with Google search volume to get at that. But through their suggestion, we actually went back and found actual days where Twitter had an outage. And because of that, we were able to go in and actually say or show that the impact that we observe on these specific days was in fact attributable to the Twitter outage that occurred because it was just an outage. We only kept those outages that were Twitter specific, not internet wide outages. Did Twitter have a lot of outages during this period? Uh, no, they, they didn't. I believe it was in the mid to upper 80s. I think it was around 87 or so outages that they had officially reported on their website. So it wasn't too many, no. Uh, one of the conclusions that you all reached is that the small, less visible securities are affected more by the tweets than the larger securities are. Why is that? Yeah, so that's a great question. So it's partly attributable to the fact that the smaller companies just get less like news attention and other types of information being shared about them. Um, there'll be less like analyst coverage, those type of items. So from our study, we kind of gained the knowledge that it was the fact that Twitter was sharing this information about these companies, the more people that were tweeting or sharing the information about them, especially the small companies that aren't getting all the other type of attention, um, that was having a much bigger impact on these smaller firms. So we uh, found that that was one of the big aspects about it. Yeah, so it's really just a lack of attention by you know, professionals, news sources, analysts, like she said, that made it so that the small companies relied more heavily on, you know, you or I or anyone tweeting about them. The people who are doing the tweeting, uh, could you ascertain whether they were just, you know, individual investors who were keeping up with the market as opposed to operatives of major corporations and people like that? You could differentiate those? So we didn't actually get into any of the specifics. So in our study, no, we didn't differentiate it. I will say though that um, they should at least keep, be people with like, I'd say somewhat finance knowledge in the sense that they knew enough to use a cash tag. So um, they knew to use like the dollar sign with the taker afterwards, as opposed to, I don't know, family member who's like just complaining about being at Walmart or something like they're being at a store. Um, and so I think that at least like separated a little bit of people talking about like something that's not finance specific or financial related for the company. Um, but no, we didn't differentiate between if it's the company doing something or you or I saying something about the company. Yeah. This didn't come within the purview of your study, but I'd be interested in knowing just personally whether some of these folks were day traders who like hang on to their computers all day long, just playing the market or individual uh, schmoes like me who just have their retirement funds in mutual funds and rely upon Edward Jones or some other sort of financial advisor to help assort them into the most profitable ca profitable categories 
uh, for me that, uh, and I, I don't use Twitter at all for the market or for any other purpose. So there are a lot of variables in play here, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely. And, and like we said, uh, we didn't look into who is making the tweets, but I'd be shocked if it wasn't, you know, the whole range from professional traders to we're including companies, official, you know, public outreach or whatever firms and mutual fund managers, hedge fund managers, people who really don't know a whole lot about what they're doing and just are tweeting. And I assume, honestly, with amongst the 21 million tweets that there's probably a little bit of everything in there. We'll take a break right here. We'll return in just a moment. This is MTSU on the record. Expanding Your Horizons is an annual hands-on science and math conference for middle and high school girls. EYH enables girls to investigate careers in science and math and to talk with female leaders in those fields that are so essential to our nation's future. EYH also provides the girls with fun, hands-on activities and allows them to meet girls with similar interests. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte-Gross, EYH Director. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The Middle Tennessee Writing Project is a program that fosters the effective teaching of writing to students in kindergarten through high school. The project hosts annual summer institutes where teacher participants teach and learn from each other effective techniques of teaching writing. In addition, the project sponsors summer writers camps for youngsters. MTSU is one of 185 sites of the National Writing Project and one of only two in Tennessee. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. We're talking about the impact Twitter has on the stock market with Dr. Sarah Shirley and Dr. Jeff Stark. They're both assistant professors of economics and finance and uh, co-authors of a study in which they researched more than 21 million tweets over a five-year period from 2011 to 2015. What conclusion did you reach about the combination of tweets and conventional news coverage and that effect on the market. The people like Bloomberg and CNBC who cover the market all the time. That was a really important um, aspect of our study because of course, like the first thing you're gonna think about was Twitter matters, but we also have all these traditional sources of information. And so what we found is that um, when you have increased Twitter activity, occurring in conjunction with increased news attention um, is going to have a bigger effect and Twitter is going to help disseminate that information. So it's going to have the market response occur um, bigger and it will be a long lasting effect that's taking place. So basically, like the simple terms is it's helping spread the information. Uh, So it's helping uh, the information be incorporated faster. If you just have a tweet and the tweet or the retweet affects the market, there might be a short term gain and then a reversal there'd be more likely for that to happen than there would if it were a big, humongous major stock and there was a longer lasting effect. Yeah, that's exactly right. So when we find that when there's Twitter activity occurring, but there's no actual news or anything about it. So probably those people who are just, you know, tweeting about a company and it catches on, people start talking about it. We do find this price spike. And then we do find, as you mentioned, a reversal that occurs within about, I think, the first 40 days or so. So you do get that spike, and then it comes back to where it was before the Twitter attention occurred. But like Sarah said, when you do have the news, that's where we find that it actually isn't going to be a reversal. It's going to be the fact that now this news is getting out there, and it's getting out there much quicker, and it's getting out there to a larger and possibly different audience than traditional news sources might have gotten to, so that impact becomes larger and we do not see a reversal anymore. So it is a permanent impact. 
You looked at an index called, I think it's the Russell 2000. I had heard of the New York Stock Exchange and the Amex and the Standard and Poor's, but I'd never heard of the Russell before. Could you explain to me what that index is? Yeah, sure. So we actually... And then in some further tests, we looked at the Russell 1000, 2000, and we also did the 3000. And so that's just going to be the 1000, 2000, or 3000 largest stock. So it's just a much larger. So maybe you've heard of the S&P 500, which is a 500 or so largest stocks or close to largest. This is just a much larger sample. So it incorporates a lot of the smaller stocks now that we're able to find the results in. Whereas if we studied some of those smaller indexes, which just incorporate the larger stocks, we wouldn't have had those. Uh, securities to look at. One of the conclusions in the study suggests, and I, I wrote this out as a quote so that I wouldn't mess it up, Twitter acts more meaningfully as a means to spread information from other sources throughout the market, whereas information arising from Twitter on its own generates mostly noise trading, resulting in temporary price spikes and reversals. Does this mean that the investors are more likely to believe tweets if they're corroborated by other information sources? It's kind of the two things. So I think you have Twitter, which Jeff was talking about before, where there's not the news. So just by itself is basically, you can think of it as people getting really excited. So like you have a lot of people talking about a company, um, a lot of attention being drawn to it. And that's why you're going to get that increased price pressure. So more people are talking about it, trading it. Um, and that's going to have that short-term spike and then the reversal. Whereas um, the news, yeah, it could be helping disseminate it. So I don't know if it's necessarily that it's like confirming that it's true information um, or just sharing it faster. So we didn't actually get into that specifically too much, but it, it definitely is helping compound the spread of that information. So I don't know if it's necessarily because it's like verified um, or if it's just like, it's hey, like here's some new information and we're going to help get it out there and therefore multiple uh avenues are kind of incorporating it. The thing that as an um, sort of amateur outside observer that I that struck me about the results of the study is that I had always heard that the stock market or the financial, the world of high finance cherishes stability mm-hmm. and not hysterical fluctuations. It, that's the one thing they want to avoid the most. And I'm wondering if this study of social media shouldn't be a jumping off point for other people to explore social media platforms and their impact because social media is so immediate and it's not thoroughly developed. There's only so much you can say in so many characters. It's not like reading a prospectus, not that anybody does. People who write prospectuses don't read prospectuses. But it sort of, sort of concerns me that the, the market could be affected by something that is so hit and miss, hither and yon, that has the spark of immediacy to it as opposed to considered thought. What are your views on that? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. So um, I think that it social media continues to have more and more of an impact with individuals playing a larger and larger role because they, their voices can be heard and information can get out. I also think that what you say brings up an important kind of aspect of our study as well is that we looked at was this effect being driven by retail investors, so like individuals or institutional investors. Um, and a lot of the effect was occurring in retail-based trading stocks. So it's going to be those stocks that are smaller um, and have more constraints where institutional investors could step in and kind of um, have an effect on it. So I think 
that also is an important aspect. Do you have anything to add, Jeff? Uh, yeah, just that. So if you're not familiar, anyone listening, institutional investors are, you know, your yes. mutual funds, your head fund, hedge funds, your professional investors, mm-hmm. whereas retail investors are just, you know, you or I, anyone who's just at home trading, not, not doing it professionally like that. So the, those who may not have access to the same sources of information, well, they look for information other places. And where's one of those places? Well, it appears that it's at least in somewhat found on Twitter. Based on what you found in your study, do you think Twitter has the capacity to be a cataclysmic game changer in the whole stock market game? It, it doesn't seem that it has been something that has had that overwhelming a tsunami-like effect, at least not as yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so, to be honest. I think it's, it has an impact and it has a measurable impact and a meaningful impact, but is it going to overwhelm or overtake anything that's currently out there and you know totally redefine the market? I don't think so, not unless something happens where Twitter becomes and just explodes in popularity beyond what it already has. And I just don't see that that being the case. I will say though, I agree with Jeff, but I will say that as we continue, <laughs> so throughout time, I think uh, social media, in all of its forms. So here we're just focusing on Twitter, but I think the, all of the various outlets um, as individuals um, have more chance to be heard and share information. I think social media is gonna have more and more of a role. And um, you can have like influencers or people who everyone listens to or certain um, groups of people will listen to it. So I think social media is gonna have more and more of a role um, and it's gonna be kind of mixed in with those more traditional sources, be it traditional news sources or analysts, professional analysts whose job it is to make um, predictions or assumptions about the company. So I think right now um, it's maybe hit and miss, but I think moving forward in the future is going to continue to play more of a role. It's time to take another break. We'll be right back. This is MTSU on the record. The mission of the June Anderson Center for Women and Non-Traditional Students is to provide education, advocacy, direct services, outreach, and programming for the MTSU campus and surrounding community on gender-related issues. The center also assists older students who are trying to balance work, college, and family. It also sponsors a monthly legal clinic, career brown bag series, book club, and a newsletter twice a year. For all of the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The MTSU Department of Art has the newest facility for visual arts in the state with approximately 50,000 square feet of space, including high-tech computers and computer-driven equipment for multimedia, graphic design, printmaking, sculpture, painting, and ceramics. We feature a visiting artist lecture program and an exhibition program that exposes students to work by national and international artists. To find out more, visit mtsunews.com. We're talking with Dr. Sarah Shirley and Dr. Jeff Stark. They're both assistant professors of economics and finance and co-authors of a study of 21 million tweets and their impact on stock market trading. It's interesting that this is such a unique study. Uh, I know social media is relatively new, but it has been around for a bit of a while. Can you fathom why some researcher didn't try this before with with Twitter or Facebook or some other social media platform and and peer into the impact? Yeah, so there actually have been a couple studies on social media before us. Actually, and, you know, quite a few, but the challenge that they've all had, we use the Twitter outages. So we're actually able to show that this is a true effect that is taking place because of Twitter, whereas prior studies haven't been able to disentangle, you know, is it coming from whatever social media platform they're looking at, starting all the way back to Yahoo message boards, I think is the first paper that ever did this. So 
they're not able to say that the impact is directly from Yahoo message boards or social media. They're just kind of showing that there is an impact, but where it's coming from, they're not sure. Whereas the Twitter outage is allowing us to make that unique contribution to say, look, when Twitter goes down, nothing else is being impacted. And we're seeing this impact on how people are trading. Yeah, I also want to add that I do think that our sample size um, helps as well. So there were a couple um, studies, which again, like just being able to get the amount of data to cover a vast number of companies um, can be a lot or was a lot, especially, I know, technology keeps changing, so it becomes easier and easier. Mm -hmm. But um, like a couple or one study in particular that looked at Twitter before us, um, I think focused on only like 50 companies or 100 companies for a few months. And so they were getting a different effect than if we look at all the companies, especially those small companies um, that are being discussed on Twitter. So I think the being able to look at a larger number of companies over a longer time period also gave us a slight um, differentiating aspect. What other ideas do you have with, for directions in which academia could go to find out more? Yeah, I, so I actually think um, one of the things that could be looked at, you actually brought up earlier. So I think that a lot more could be done at looking at like who is doing the um, Twitter activity or the tweeting. Um, and so I think digging into that some more would be a lot of work, but I think it'd also be very interesting if you could connect it to is it individuals, is it companies or any type of information that you could potentially have about the users would be amazing. I also think if you're willing um, or able to like deep dive into more of the context of the tweets, there's lots of stuff looking at like sentiment is, are they talking positively or negatively about the company? Again, we just looked at quantity, um, but if you kind of combined and dug into that, um, there's, there have been people who have looked at sentiment, um, but those are both possible things beyond what we've done. Yeah, and I think also other social media outlets would be interesting, things that use video, you know, as computing processes or computing power grows and grows, it becomes easier and easier to analyze videos. So instead of looking at, you know, written text, seeing how do stories on Instagram or videos on Twitter or videos on TikTok, different social media, how do they or how are they impacting uh, stock markets and people's investment decisions? All right, you guys were not at all making uh, value judgments on the intelligence or lack thereof of somebody's tweet or move uh, in the stock market, uh, you know, whether Twitter user A knew what he was talking about or not. That was not uh, part of your study. Uh, the, and, you know, that's, that was, that's so subjective. It's hard to go there, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We, we did. We made a conscious decision at the beginning that we weren't interested in who was making the tweets, not at least in this study. It was more so just we wanted to know the attention that is generated from tweets. In other words, how many, you know, how many times is this company being talked about? How many times is it being retweeted? Who it's not who is doing it, it's just how much or how many eyes are on the tweets. Mm -hmm. uh, it, the Securities and Exchange Commission actually said some years ago that it's okay for people to use Twitter as a, a communications medium with regard to stocks and bonds and the market and such. Uh, what you said earlier about it not being a, a tsunami-like game changer, at least not at this point in time, uh, it makes me feel a little calmer because the impact of Facebook on political information and misinformation has had some very, uh, well, for me anyway, frightening results. So uh, I can rest calm and not thinking that 
it, a, a storm in the Twitter sphere is going to cause like a severe correction or even a stock market meltdown. It's not like Twitter is going to cause another Black Friday or anything like that. No, absolutely. And I think the fact that it impacts mostly those small companies that, you know, you or I, if we hold them, it's going to be in a mutual fund. It's going to be a very small percentage of our portfolio should also you know, make you feel more safe about it. This isn't something that's going to go out there and have a big impact on Apple or Microsoft or Walmart or any of the large companies that, you know, we're primarily invested in and your retirement accounts and things like that. So yeah, I don't really see a, a scenario, at least as of now, where, you know, Twitter activity is going to cause some kind of market meltdown. I agree. But I also do think it does emphasize the role that it can have in getting attention, sharing information. So I think, um, I agree with Jeff, like I don't think it's gonna cause any major meltdowns, but I do think it also is still important to recognize the value that it holds. And as the uh, older and largely less digitally savvy generation passes away uh, and the more technologically astute generations become more and more involved in the stock market, it is possible that social media platforms will expand as places for financial information to be exchanged, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can see that just this past year on Reddit, there's a, a community called Wall Street Bets and they had big impact on some stocks. They weren't, you know, the largest stocks, but it is, it's growing and it continues to expand and incorporate newer and different uh, social media platforms. And I don't think it's going to go away, but I also don't, you know, think it's necessarily going to overtake what's been here for the last however many years. Yeah. I think the important distinguishing factor, um, especially for individuals that do trade themselves, as opposed to having just their money in a mutual fund, is that um, you have the traditional analysts or news sources where you know those are verified information sources, um, and they should be doing their due diligence when sharing information about a company, or if you're getting information directly from the company, like you know it's them sharing their information. Whereas if you're using social media and you follow Mr. Smith, like he might know what he's talking about, he might not. So um, I think that's like the tricky thing with social media, especially um, for maybe younger individuals or stuff who are new to this, uh, gaining the information, making sure it's a verified source, I think is gonna be essential as social media continues to play an important role moving forward. Jeff and Sarah's co-author, to give him his props, is David Rakowski from the University of Texas at Arlington. The article's title is Twitter Activity, Investor Attention, and the Diffusion of Information, published in, was it May of this year? When was it published? I believe, I think, yeah, spring, I think it's the official title. So I think it was around May, yes. It was in financial management. Dr. Sarah Shirley and Dr. Jeff Stark, thank you both for being our guest on MTSU on the Record. Thank Thanks you so much. much. Appreciate you having us. Yes, thank you. We'll be right back. NTSU's Jewish and Holocaust Studies minor offers undergraduate students a chance to study the culture and religion of the Jewish people and the Holocaust in an interdisciplinary program. Studies include history and culture, theology and philosophy, and the arts and social sciences. Courses tackle vital topics central to local and global awareness, including multiculturalism and the meanings of diversity, religious tolerance, and genocide. For the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Intercultural and Diversity Affairs Center helps to promote awareness and understanding of the wide variety of cultures represented at MTSU. The center provides information, referrals, and resources. 
Additionally, IDAC tries to make students from different cultures feel welcome and comfortable on campus so they can have every opportunity to fulfill their academic, social, and personal potential. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Gina Fan has the middle moment. Just before MTSU kicked off its fall 2021 semester in late August, the university sent 825 new graduates into the world from summer commencement at Murphy Center to find their next great adventure. Speaking on behalf of all their professors, as the departing MTSU Faculty Senate President, Dr. Rick Cottle of the Textiles, Merchandising, and Design Program combined the encouragement of an approving teacher and a proud uncle. You learned something very valuable while you were here because you're sitting here in your regalia. What you learned was not just your academic field. Pretty much life is all about showing up and doing the work. That's what I want to leave you with because that's what success in life is. If you show up, you're better than most people. And if you do the work, you're going to be better than the way majority of people. That's MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU on the Record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University, is produced by the university's marketing and communications office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com, Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.